That'll do it. The game may be over, but our coverage of Utah Jazz basketball is just beginning. That kid is on fire on catch-and-shoot threes right now. This is Utah Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Bounces to Gobert, and he rocks the pass Presented by both Mark Miller Subaru locations. Go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Now, it's time for a complete wrap of tonight's Utah Jazz game on the Utah Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. Jazz winners tonight over the Knicks, 128-104. Let's uh, check out your sharp stats of the game. As I scroll to that, excuse me. Uh, your sharp stats of the game brought to you by the Les Olson Company. Les Olson Company, your office technology partner. Tonight, Tim, the Jazz shot 54.4% from the field, 49 of 90. They were 16 of 43 from three. They were led by Boyan Bogdanovich and Emmanuel Moutier. They both had 20 points apiece. Uh, tons of Jazz players in double figures tonight. Rudy and Donovan both had 16. Uh, Tony Bradley with 12 coming off the bench. George Niang with 11. Jordan Clarkson with 11. Joe Ingles in the starting lineup with 11 points and 5 assists. Uh, I mentioned Rudy's 16 points. He also had 16 rebounds and 4 assists, which is a great number for Rudy. I mean, it's just one of those all-around games, Tim, where everybody's playing well and you put the other team away early. Yeah, uh, our, our good friend Ben Anderson uh, tweeted out, too, that uh, Moutier is only the second Jazz player to, off the bench to get 20. Um, so that's another positive sign. But when you look at the fact they took 89 shots and made 54% of them, I can't think of, in a, in a blowout game like this, I can't think of five shots that were bad shots. Hmm, interesting. Um, there were a couple down the stretch, and actually Quinn took a timeout because there were a couple extra passes that could have happened. And they just shot it because they're up 30. Um, but even that wasn't okay. He called timeout, kind of got them back on track. I, I just like the, uh, I like the emphasis on moving the ball and just getting open shots. I mean this in in entirely uh, a positive way. But isn't that just a sign of what a maniac Quinn is? Or he takes a timeout to, for a teaching moment. You know, no, you're I, you're up 19 or whatever it was. And he's like, I'm going to take a timeout. And we're going to get. And he fix. had he had the crazy look in his eye. He too, did. Right? Yeah, he really. I mean, he kind of looked down. It was Clarkson that that took the shot. He was like, Come on, man! I'm going to give you every shot, but just if you got an extra pass, make the extra pass. You know, and you could see him. You know, being frustrated about it, but that's why they're good at it. That's why they, because yeah. they, that's a, that's a demand. This this game's over, but I'm going to do some teaching. I like it. Yeah, I, I know mean, it's, it's a great time to teach when you're up and you're going to win and you can make a point. And, and these guys are getting in the game where some of these guys don't play a whole lot, and so you you take those moments and because you never know. I mean, even even somebody like Ed Davis who who came in for some moments today and then eventually was was replaced by Tony Bradley again at the at the end of the game. But I mean, if there's there's one, and I'm knocking on one here, wood here, but if there's an injury or something like that, I mean, these guys are are you know one heartbeat away from playing in a big role on this team so it, it, it makes a lot of sense yeah and you you can never teach too much I, I've definitely learned that that's especially the things that are non-negotiable all right let's uh, let's go down to the podium Quinn Snyder is addressing the media played really well um, you know I know we got a, got an early lead but you know for them to be um, on the, the final game of a, a road trip and have guys out you know the way that they competed you know, credit to their coaching staff and their players both. Quinn, 
16 wins in a row over teams with sub 500 records. What, what's the key to just staying up every night? To have no idea that we've won 16 games in a row over anybody and to keep getting better. And you know, whether, you, you know, that to me, record and it's certainly, you know, it's certainly relevant and means something, but, you know, the, the, it's hard to get wins in the NBA. I don't, I don't care who you're playing against or what their record is. It's a tough league, and um, every time you win a game, you, you know it's it's a, you should feel good about it. And but to me, the, the the how you're playing is is more important than whether you're winning. And those things are you know, obviously correlated. And um, I think our our group's getting better. And you know, the thing I told them afterwards is I. I felt like we continued to play the right way throughout the whole game. And, you know, they know what that means. Uh, we talked a lot about Emmanuel before the game, but what can you say about his performance tonight? Well, I, I think he approached this as any game. And um, obviously, you know, he's aware, we're aware that you know, he was in New York last year, but he didn't force himself on the game. He just, he played, he, he more than anybody, he played the right way. He, made good decisions, didn't hunt his shot, you know, he played defense, he just, he played, he played every part of the game, and you know, sometimes in a situation like that, you can, you know, get focused on your game, and he didn't do that, he was focused on our game. It's a, it's a credit to him, you know, Foley and his, all of his preparation and, and the work that he's put in, you know, he's worked, he's worked, he's worked, and it hasn't always been an easy road, you know. He's sometimes he's coming in the game for three minutes and coming out, and that's what it is. And for him to be able to handle different rotations and different matchups, you know, that's that's a guy that's really becoming a true pro. Two things, Quinn. One, we saw Donovan go to the locker room and come back a couple times. Is mm -hmm. he feeling ill, or you know, do you know what the reason was for that? He, he's he's in good shape. Yeah, that that. Uh, you know everybody's healthy right now, and there's always there's always fatigue, and there's always bumps and bruises. But um, you know he's another guy that I thought continued to play the right way. Okay, and then I also wanted to ask just when it is a when the I guess the outcome is determined late in the game. What are you looking to evaluate in those final few minutes? That kind of already answered your question. Okay. You know, I'm looking at when when I, are you asking me when I say play the right way? What does it mean? Yeah. Continue to make the extra pass, transition defense. Um, you know, differentiating if they're making a shot. You know, did we go over on Ellington, you know, or under and he hit a shot? Are we getting contests? Are we blocking out and getting rebounds? Sometimes someone's going to be bigger and longer and, and jump up and get a tip dunk. But um, us doing the things that, you know, that, that have helped us become a better team, just continuing to do them regardless of, of you know, the scoreboard or whatever. And that's, you know, everybody that comes in the game has an opportunity to do that and just maintain that focus. You've had to play seven of nine on the road, and you've had to play some guys' big minutes to mm -hmm. win some close games. How important was it to sit a lot of the front line and the starters to play those big minutes and have no one play 30 minutes in this one? Yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I, I think we, we had a similar situation in New Orleans um, on, a, on a slightly different level, even in a close game. So, um, you know, our bench is doing a really good job. You know, I think obviously Jordan's addition, um, he's able to absorb 
um, absorb minutes. Um, you know, we've with Rajon's addition, we've been able to, you know, play him in a window in, in the second quarter, and um, those things are always, you know, you go into every game. It's a little bit different based on matchups and you know, various things, but I think. You know, guys are connected, and you know those combinations in the floor. Everybody's been playing the right way. You're not always going to have the result you want. Um, you know, Orlando, Terrence Ross comes in, and, you know, scores 12 points in like two minutes, and that wasn't necessarily you know that group that was on the court um, not playing well. That was Terrence Ross. So um, we're 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 trying to keep our group connected. You know, keep everybody as fresh as you can. Um, but again, as you said tonight, we were able to spread some minutes around, and th that is a good thing. Quinn, the offense has been humming lately, mm -hmm. and even on nights when the defense isn't the way, I know that you like to say that if you play defense, the offense will come, but yeah. even on nights when it hasn't been there, can you attribute that to anything? you think it's just like that time of the season where things are getting more comfortable? Yeah, I, I, I think uh, we've worked hard. You know, and, and a lot of the time that, that guys um, have been willing to put in, whether um, the repetitions and the habits, that's created even more of a connection. And, and I think the, the detail, the, just like the accuracy, like to say we're throwing strikes. Um, so the accuracy of your passes, you know, all, all the little things you can do using shot fakes, using foot fakes, the stuff that sometimes you look at as kind of being you know, so fundamental that you, you don't need it. Like, that's the stuff you needed in high school. It's the stuff you need every game. And, you know, the result is that, you know, you, you, you play more efficiently when you play with more precision. And I think it's been something that our guys, you have to, you know, I hope they'd agree with me. But um, I've been, you know, our staff has felt really good about their willingness to, to be coached. And... Um, like you said, that, that is a process. You know, you have to kind of find out more and more um, what you need. But we're getting more connected um, and, you know, we're getting to know each other and we're getting to know a style of play that, that everybody believes in. But sometimes what you believe in what you do, you know, there's a gap there and we're, we're closing that gap. All right, that was Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder after his team's one-sided win over the New York Knicks, 128-104. Uh, to Anything really stand out uh, to you there, Tim? Uh, coach, pretty thorough tonight. Thorough, but the the message is always very clear. You know, he's he, he uses the same you know words just in different ways. But I think the key is he's talking about the you know this team is really starting to there's, there's a great level of buy-in, and you know his his comment there toward the end that the fact that early on in the season with a bunch of new guys, you don't know how they're going to take coaching. And especially in this league, because everybody's, you know, everybody's a star and everybody's been somewhere where they've been a star. Um, but I just love that he drives home that point, regardless if we're up 20, regardless of if we're down, like the expectation is to make, is play the right way. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he's got to be pretty happy tonight because, it was a situation where it could have gone crazy and they'd still win the game. But to win the game convincingly, but do it the way uh, that you, you want them to do it, it's, it makes you feel great as a coach. 
All right. Well, when the Jazz win, you win the day after every Jazz win. Home or away, Little Caesars is giving you free pizza. Order one custom round multi-topping pizza through the Little Caesars app, and you'll receive a free large extra most bestest pepperoni pizza using the promo code Utah Jazz, all one word, valid at all participating Utah Little Caesars locations. Mobile orders only. We'll have more for you coming up straight ahead. Want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at Mark Miller Subaru. Com. Your final. The Jazz beat the Knicks tonight, 128 to 104. We'll have more coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. The Jazz beat the Knicks tonight easily, one twenty eight to one oh four. Let's take a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call one eight hundred Go Serta or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life tonight. Tim, the Jazz in the paint uh, just whooped up on the Knicks as you'd expect, sixty to thirty eight. We haven't seen the Jazz hit sixty points in the paint in quite some time, Tim. It would appear that they were really doing whatever they wanted to tonight. Yeah, the one thing that was there for them time and time again tonight that they have not gotten a ton this year was the role of Rudy. Yep. I mean, that role was was wide open. Um, you know, the, the defensive spacing wasn't great, uh, but they got a ton of that and then, you know, put backs and things around the rim. But yeah, 60 to 38 in the paint. You're gonna you're gonna win most nights. Moutier had that little uh, that little fade in the paint that he had going for him. Char- I like that. Uh, yeah, Clarkson was doing some work down there. As you mentioned, Rudy, he was five of five from the field tonight. Tony Bradley was good again tonight. Tony Bradley was six of seven and had a bunch of hustle plays going on. He had twelve points, seven boards, had four offensive rebounds. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's fun watching Tony Bradley take advantage of an opportunity. Well, you can tell that he's so um, he's so happy to be in the rotation. And he's just making the most of it. But, you know, we talked him coming off the summer because he had a great summer. But what was the expectation was the next step? And right now he's he's in a position where he's, you know, a veteran like Ed Davis. He just he's beat him out um, and he's getting those minutes and he's making the most of it. He's uh, he's he's finishing shots, but he's he's starting to get a little better field defensively, too. I like the way he's kind of protecting the rim. He plays with a lot of energy. He, he really does. He's going out there and playing his butt off, and it's really paying off for him. I, I mean, mean think, he, he was really good tonight. Think about some of the early games, and we were just like, oh, man, I hoping Tony would make a big step coming off the summer, and just weren't seeing it. But he's getting, been given the chance. He's taking the, the, the best, uh, you know, he's, he's doing the best job of, of making the best of the opportunity. Well, he certainly solidified himself as that backup big. I mean, For sure. Ed Davis got some minutes tonight, and then... Tony Bradley came right back in. So, I I mean, he certainly cemented his place there. All right, let's uh, go down to the locker room. Tony Parks standing by with Emmanuel Moutier. Tony? So you probably have some kind of internal clock and know when it's about time for you to come out of the game. Mm -hmm. In the first half, when Quinn left you in for that long stretch, did you you know what's happening? You know why it was happening? No, I didn't. I just approached, like I said, man, I approached this game like it was any other game. my same routine, same rotation. I, you know, I was expecting. I think Don was going to come back in, but uh, he let me go in there and, and stay. You know, I really appreciate that. That, just sh- that shows what type of guy he is. 
This is your guys' seventh straight win. You've now won 12 of your last 13 games. What would you attribute this sort of stretch of success to? I think guys just coming together, playing together, and doing great. Um, everybody's kind of getting comfortable with each other, and defensively, we're you know we're locking in. I think during crunch time, we're we're more focused than you know than ever before, and you know everybody's everybody's making big, big plays when needed. Before the game, your coach said he has liked your commitment to grow as a player. In what ways have you seen your game evolve? Uh, just my IQ. Uh, you know, I thought I was a pretty okay, smart player until I came here. So when I came here, he took it to another level. And I'm committed. Like I said, everybody told me what type of coach uh, Coach uh, Quinn was when I came here. So like I said, I bought in and I'm just going to continue to try to get better and try to do what I can for my teammates. In addition to your scoring, we saw you make some nice point guard placement. Do you feel like that element of the game is going along? Yeah, uh, just knowing when to get your own and when to get everybody involved. I think that's that's what a point guard needs to do. Uh, you know, especially nowadays, you got a lot of, you know, scoring point guards, but at the same time, you can't forget the position you play. Is it hard at all to keep your foot on the gas when you guys build big leads like that? And what was the key to being able to do that tonight? Yeah, I mean, when you get a big lead like that, the hardest thing in the NBA is to play with a big lead. But at the same time, like Coach said, when he came in, came in here, we just played the right way. Uh, if you play the right way, the basket, basketball guy's going to bless you. So it was good. In 48 hours, as much fun as this was, you got to be ready for Charlotte. You saw them not long ago. What do you remember about them? What have you got to do Friday night? Uh, their guard play is really, really good. You know, they got Terry Rozier uh, and they got Graham. So we just got to try to contain those two guys first. And then just like I said, man, focus on Jazz basketball. I think that's the main thing right now. Thanks. Guys, that's Emmanuel Moutier. Let's go back to you. Thank you, Tony. I thought very interesting for Moutier right there where he said he really considered himself a, a smart, cerebral basketball player until... Well, he got to the Jazz and figured out that he had a lot more to learn. I like that. Even even a comment like that is is very um, uh, self-aware from a guy like Emmanuel Moutier. So I'm going to ask you this question, Jake. Um, what is your uh, – with with Moutier, I mean, how, how, how excited must this guy be to be in a situation – where they're not you're not only winning games but you see yourself as a player improve well let me i guess let me put it this way i I went golfing with my good friend gordon monson this summer all right and gordon had taken a a golf lesson with give give me a break (laughs) with his wife lisa and it was his first time out after taking a golf lesson and he was trying to work on all these different things that they they told him about his swing right and it 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 wasn't disastrous, but he wasn't playing very well, right? He was trying to adjust. He was in his head, yeah. yeah and and you're you're out of your comfort zone because you're you're doing some different stuff. But you kind of you have to have faith that if you keep doing this and get used to it, it's going to be better in the long run or whatever. That's that's not an easy process, right? And so Emmanuel Moutier, he even thought he said, "I thought I was a cerebral player. I thought he, I was smart." He probably thought, you know, "Hey, I'm a I'm a pro. I'm in the NBA. I know what I'm doing here." But to get out of your comfort zone, and it didn't start necessarily that great here with the Jazz. It, it, he had a couple of nice games early but then kind of disappeared for a little while out of his comfort zone but probably had a little faith that if he continued to listen to the coaching staff you know things would get better and so I, I don't know I compare it to Gordon's you know average golf swing but it, we've all been there right when we've tried to work on something or we've we've gotten out of our comfort zone and we just kind of had a little faith that if we kept doing it this is exactly how it's supposed to be done and I don't know I, I get that feeling from Moutier where it, it probably hasn't been all that easy and he's he's bought in and we'll probably mention this play a, a zillion times but but you're totally right that play with Rudy where he just had that touch pass to Rudy running the floor I'm with you I don't think he makes that a month ago 
I, I think he's figured out that, hey, this, this team concept thing is pretty cool, and these coaches know what they're talking about. I love, like you say, the self-aware comments, but you know, if you have any question about his level of buy-in, um, you, know, you listen to those comments and understand that this is a guy that chose to come here over uh, you know, situations where he possibly could have been the starter. Um, but I'm telling you what, man, he made a great decision for his career. Yeah. And it's really, really evident because he's a talented player and always has been. But you couple that with an understanding that he's starting to get, and it's you know it's going to be great for him. There's a there's a Twitter account that I follow that uh, uh, for post games uh, she compiles all of the threads from the opponent, like the New York Knicks Reddit or whatever, and posts the highlights. And I, I think it's hilarious to go through and, and read them. And all these all these Knicks, Knicks fans in this thread are just going crazy about Moutier. You know who is this player? Oh my gosh, I can't believe I want this guy back. Like all these Knicks fans who are just complaining about how good he's gotten. You know, and how what a different player he averaged 15 points for the Knicks last year, and they couldn't have got him out of town fast enough and now all these fans are seeing him going like wow who who is this player you know it's it's a real testament to him i think and the thing i like is he's he, you see that he went from you know he probably looked at the game like how can i impact the game and it is i'm going to impact the game one way i'm going to be really physical i'm going to drive it and i'm going to score but think about the way he's impacting the game currently you know he, he's engaged defensively he uses that big body defensively He's able to get in the paint, but now his head's up and he's seeing everything. Um, and so now he's starting to say, hey, man, I'm, I'm making a really big impact on a good team. That's got to be great for his confidence. I mean, some of these comments from Nick fans uh, uh, saying, Moody, Moody screaming, this one is for you, Fizz. They said, Moody, revenge game. Uh, uh, here's another one. So glad we spent uh, time developing Moody for the Jazz. <laughs> it's just... You know, all these fans that didn't like him and seeing him going, oh, okay, I guess, you know, put a, a nice coach in front of this guy and he's going to be all right. Well, and it's always kind of funny fans' reaction. You know, I, I watched Twitter the other night after Dante had his great game. And, you know, Dante Exum, and it's just the nature of fans. Yeah. So they, they see it and they're like, oh, wait, wait, he had 28. I'd like to pull those over here. But, you know, Dante's moved on. Emmanuel's moved on. They're in different situations. And you just try to make the best of it. And uh, the, the bottom line with, with this Jazz team, everybody seems to be trending in the right direction. There's there's not a lot of guys that go in the game that you kind of go, you know, uh, they're not quite ready for prime time. And, and there were those thoughts in the beginning of the season. But it's nice to see the development. It's nice to see the confidence. Uh, this will be the, the, the last <laughs> comment Moody from a. this that, that I read. Uh, but th- isn't this one just the best? Here's one from Ewing's Revenge 21. Who says Moutier just played defense? WTF happened? He don't play defense. <laughs> well, he does now. <laughs> he does for the Utah yes, Jazz. He does. <laughs> anyway, these these comments are just hilarious. But Jazz fans probably appreciate that one because you know the, it's something with with Quinn Snyder that it, it's a baseline. You're going to try hard and you're going to play defense. You don't have to be Gary Payton out there, I mean, but it, you got to put in the effort. You have to do it. And it's it's kind of it's how Quinn Snyder it seems like is is coaching is like Jay Crowder is the best example I can think of of this. They don't mind him taking some of those wild shots if he's playing hard and doing a bunch of other things that are, that are nice to help the team. Then they'll take some some shots. They kind of earn that, you know. If you if you pass, if you play defense, you earn to take a few shots. And I, I like that concept because it's. It's it's you know James Harden takes all these shots in Houston and nobody else touches the ball and he doesn't play defense you know take those shots knock yourself out but you better be hustling on the other side yeah and really again to encapsulate the the message play the right way 
make the right play. And you hear that over and over and over again. You're rewarded when you do. And that's why the Jazz are, are you know, they're they're starting to really kind of click. All right, let's get to uh, your favorite uh, for tonight's game, Tim. Let's get to the assist feature. Proudly sponsored by Larry H. Miller Dealerships. Throughout the Utah Jazz season, Larry H. Miller Dealerships has donated $50 for each assist to Larry H. Miller Charities. We are driven by you tonight. The Utah Jazz had 29 assists on 49 made field goals, and they really spread it out. We talked a lot about this. Uh, Donovan Mitchell had six. Joe Ingles had five. Rudy Gobert with four assists. Emmanuel Moutier with four assists. Bogdanovich with three. Royce had a couple. George Niang had a couple. I mean, the ball was really popping. 29 assists is a terrific number for this team. And it's always interesting to me. that That's a column that I – would always focus on whether it be in game or, or at halftime when you get the stat sheet after a game to really dig into it but when you look down that column and you see that many guys with multiple you know crooked numbers as they say in baseball in that assist column you're doing something right there's a there's a good feeling there's a good vibe 29 assists 49 field goals um, that is that's a really really positive stat no doubt about it. All right, coming up on the other side, we'll get you more sound from the locker room. Tony Parks down there doing that good work. We want to remind you to go where love takes you in the completely redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Your final, the Jazz beat the Knicks 128-104 to 104 right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim McComb with you. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. The Jazz win tonight 128 104 over the New York Knicks. Let's take a look at your master of the glass. Brought to you by Safe Light Auto Glass, the local vehicle glass expert. Here for another great year of basketball and proud to present uh, or proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Light Auto Glass, proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Light will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound rebound leader with all proceeds going to benefit the neighborhood house tonight's master of the glass rudy gobert 16 rebounds tonight he had three offensive boards to go along with his 16 points uh tony bradley had seven boards coming on in off the bench royce o'neill continues to uh rebound well he had uh, seven rebounds as the jazz uh let's see here out rebounded the knicks tonight 50 to 41 and rudy just continues to be a monster yeah, 16 rebounds, man. You have to be so engaged. Obviously, Rudy's big, but you have to be more than big. you got to have some heart. And for him, uh, those numbers, he, he's been consistently stringing together really high rebound numbers, um, which is a great thing to show how engaged Rudy's playing. It was so fun tonight, too. I think the second half started, and I think four straight possessions. They had, you know, point blank. They basically had to score over Rudy and couldn't do it. Um, you know, he didn't block the shot, but he changed it. He altered it. And that never gets old. I, I love watching him out there just kind of dominate the game in a different kind of way. Yeah, and, and Rudy continues to be, um, I mean, he just he continues to be consistent and he continues to be terrific. And, and I'll tell you what, when he has uh, overmatched his opponent, look out. I mean, there's nothing that the Knicks were doing with, with Rudy Gobert tonight. 
two two fingers I'm holding the two, two up time, right now two time two time and he had a bunch of those plays tonight i altered pretty much everything that the knicks brought into the paint and i mean you sat at the beginning of the second half we're sitting here watching this tim and and uh, what two minutes into the second half you said rudy's altered the first four possessions or something like that yeah and they were they were they were shots that in most nba games they you just concede it you're up whatever you're up he, he doesn't do it you know those things are really important to him all right, let's go back down to the locker room where Tony Parks is standing by with Boyan Bogdanovich. I mean, just the joy that we that we have between each other to play, to play, to play together today. Tonight was the same kind of, of game. In the first first quarter, we kind of traded the baskets with the with them, and then from from second second quarter, we started to play our our defense, our game, and at the end was was kind of easy game for us. As much as you guys were clicking offensively, do you feel like it was because it was close there for for a while? Do you feel like it was the defense that that separated? (laughs) See, they were they were making fun of me last two days, but I I I triple my numbers tonight, so I'm good. good. I mean, we are getting we are getting better both defensively and uh, and offensively. Actually, we had a JC new guy, so he trying to trying to find find himself in. In, in our in our system, so but like you say, playing playing good basketball and winning the games help to build that that chemistry. When the ball is moving like that, how much energy does that give your team, both ends of the floor, and how much rhythm does your team find with that? I mean, just playing playing great defense gave us confidence and gave us opportunity to to run, and that's that's how we how we want to play. We had a lot of lot of easy easy layups tonight, and then then Rudy did a great job once again, <coughs> rolling rolling to the basket. And you and several of your teammates have had to play some really big minutes in really close games. How nice was it to have to play less than 30 minutes tonight and have the bench carry the load for a big stretch? It was great for all of us, especially to Donovan. He was he was kind of sick for last 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 two days. So <laughs> he was sick for last two days, so he didn't have a, he didn't have energy. So it was great for like you mentioned for all of us to to have a little bit little bit of rest. You just played Charlotte a little while ago, so they're probably a little fresh in your mind. What do you got to do uh, to get ready to beat them on Friday night? We got to keep playing our our defense and and, and move the ball of offensively. You know how how they can be dangerous there. They're shooting a lot of lot of trees. That was the the game plan over there to to limit their trees. That's going to be the the same 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 thing on a, on a Friday night. Guys, that's Boyan Bogdanovich. Let's go back to. You. Thank you, Tony. Bogdanovich had 20 points tonight on 7-14 shooting, but of course, uh, last game against the Pelicans, he was the first player with 35 points, zero rebounds, and zero assists since Allen Houston did that back in uh, 2000. You heard Bogdanovich joking uh, with Joe Ingles there in the background. He did have three assists and three rebounds tonight, so he said uh, tripled his production. I tripled my numbers is what he said. I love that. Well, see, and I love that Joe, you know, that, that's something, if you're in a delicate locker room, you're worried about, you know, everybody's, but you can tell these guys get along because you come in there and throw that out while guys do an interview. That's pretty fun. Well, and he said, hey, these guys have been teasing me, teasing the me past for two, two days. days. Yeah. yeah. Right. Which is, which is hilarious. Cause we can all, we can all see that with our buddies. Right. We, uh, you know, they're raking them over the coals in a couple of days, you know, some harmless fun and then come out and you make a joke about it. And he has another nice game tonight. And I, I honestly don't think you can say enough about Bogdanovich and how good he's been for this team he's been such a pleasant surprise i i knew he was good and and when you dig in dug into his signing you you know i think everybody was so excited about conley um in in kind of just the name and what conley is uh but 
I'm telling you, man, this is, that was a really, really underrated signing during the summer because he has been really, really consistent. He's had a couple of nights where he just hasn't made shots, but uh, he's helping you win games. You know, it, it's kind of funny to think about, but Nikola Miritich really did the Jazz a favor. Huge. Because they were looking at, at Miritich. He decided to go back back home, back over to Europe, and, and the Jazz moved on to Bogdanovich. And I, I mean, Miritich is a fine player, but I, I, I wouldn't see him being nearly as good as Bogdanovich has been so far. He's had seven 30-plus point games. That's amazing. Unbelievable. Yeah. And, you know, the thing that it, uh, that I'm surprised about, that I've learned about watching him, is he, he's not just a shooter. Um, he's got a great drive game. He's got a good middle pull-up game. But they won a game the other night because they posted him a couple times. They did. The game against Chicago, they won because they posted him. They posted him. him a couple times. So, again, an, a guy who's in, he's learning and understanding how to impact the game in multiple and a variety of different ways. Um, you know, and they talked to him tonight about what do they get Jazz got to continue to do. And he talked about playing right. And he talked about defending. Yep. And so, again, you, you hear the message from the coaches and then you hear it echoed through the team. You know what What I love about his postgame? Uh, a few years ago when, when Joe Johnson was here, he really brought that to the team. I know the, the Jazz were all about ball movement and those sorts of things, but when Joe Johnson was here, Queen, I saw Joe. Queen could just say, hey, give Joe the ball. He's going to back down whoever's guarding him, and he's going to hit that automatic turnaround, and it's going to be there for us whenever we have to have a bucket. And we, we saw him win uh, the Clippers series. Uh, that wasn't a post play, but same sort of concept. With Bogdanovich, I could see them doing that. You, you get the switch. You, you know, you have him set a pick. You get the switch you want, and you just say, hey, go get an automatic bucket. Well, and, and it's a guy you can play through and – you know he he starts to abuse guys, and you got to bring a double team, and again, then the blunder gets going. Yep, and that's exactly what they want. All right, let's go back down to the locker room. Tony Parks is standing by with Donovan Mitchell. Tony, so how how nice was it to not have to play thirty five minutes tonight and have the bench go on a run? Man, it was great. You know, a lot of the guys. You know, it's tough against. You know, sometimes you you win a bunch of games, you kind of get complacent. You know, sometimes teams that happens with teams, but for us, we came out strong. You know, they hit some tough shots to start, but you know, all around we guarded well, we moved the ball well. You know, we found things that you know have been there for us, and it's it's so it's great to get a, a little bit of a rest for sure. Your team has a scouting report on the opponent, obviously, but at the end of the day, it seems like it's more about what you do and the way you guys perform. Yeah, at the end of the day, you know, we we control, we can control. You know, we go out there. You you know, execute a game plan uh, defensively. You know, I think there was a time where they kind of made a little bit of a push. We kind of let them do whatever they wanted or get to wherever they wanted, excuse me, on, uh, on the offensive end. And we made a pushback. They scored two points after like the time around the seven-minute mark from that point on. And I think that was, you know, that's what got back to what we were doing and, you know, having Rudy down there, you know, making it making it tough, obviously. Then offensively, moving the ball, sharing the ball. Emmanuel played a hell of a game tonight. You know, I think that's, that's what we needed. We see Emmanuel in the games with the production. When was it behind the scenes you could see him really starting to come around to jazz basketball? A while ago. I think, you know, for him it's just a matter of just taking his time and being patient. You know, he's obviously aggressive getting to the rim, but now he's finding guys, you know, he has a few a few dimes today that are pretty nice. You know, being able to slow down, fake, shot fake, and um, find guys who are open. Also get to his spot, which is the mid-range. You know, I've been, I was talking to somebody. I was like, man, his his percentage must be crazy in the mid-range. I haven't seen him miss a mid-range shot all month or all year. I'm going to be that person all year. <laughs> uh, i got to ask, are you feeling 100% right now? I'm great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How have you avoided letdown? Um, I think just continuing to find ways to, to, like I said, 
build on what we what we do. You know, at the end of the day, you can't control who um, who you play. You know, what their record is, what how they may play, but we can control what we do. You know, and how to improve. You know, we we understand that we don't forget that East Coast trip. You know, when we played Philly, Toronto, and somebody else you know it wasn't a great trip for us but we remember that and it's fresh in our heads so we're going to continue to keep that same mindset of pre- progressing forward Coach Snyder kept referring to this team getting connected tonight uh, how would you describe the chemistry of this team at this point um, it's it's uh, I didn't expect it to take as much of a leap as it did you know you understood when we all came in we were all you know gelling really well and then you had the addition of Jordan and, and Rajon have been great you know they came in you know especially with those two being able to guard you know offensively obviously we've seen a spike as well but being able to guard being able to do the little things I think it's gone you know it's, it's been really good for us you're seeing Charlotte here pretty quickly two times together what have you got to do to beat them reflecting back on that first match contain their guards you know Devontae and Terry are guys who can really get going um, they're both having a great year Devontae's having a hell of a year for sure um, so we just got to be able to go out there and defend and like I said do what we do you know go out there and just compete you know make things make it tough on them and, and find ways to uh, to get better voice Tony Bradley George Niang I mean the names go on and on about guys behind the scenes with the stars things like that to eventually break through and help this team do you get the sense in this organization that if you have the right mindset and work ethic that it's eventually going to break through because we have in this organization man you know I was having played for anyone else but I've been told that this is such a great place compared to other places you know the the, ac- the accessibility of the coaches of the management of the training staff of everybody like being able to develop you know I, I look at myself to put for a player I've gotten to be in three years you know I was nowhere near that you know when I got into the league you look at Tony Bradley his confidence you know he's still missing shots on purpose to get his boards but <laughs> no, but um like you look at like I look at Tony especially Tony and Royce like guys who came in we came in together and it's like man like you could see the progression you could see you know how far all three of us have really come you know in that matter of time and, and I think that, I think that adds an element of confidence not only in yourself but the coaches have confidence you know to put you out there to make plays to to understand and I think you yeah, wouldn't want to be anywhere else guys that's Donovan Mitchell let's go back to you Thank you very much there, Tony. That's uh, Donovan Mitchell coming off the Jazz win, 128-104. to And joining us now in studio, you hear him every morning on the Zone Radio Network. Kahuna! He is David James <laughs> of DJ and PK fame. Are you Hawaiian? <laughs> you like that uh, You like that crack about Tony Bradley getting his own board to pad, the, yeah, that was funny pad those stats. When it happened, Tim actually made a joke about that, referencing some players he's coached and that kind of stuff. And it was hilarious. And so I'm down there, and Donovan Mitchell, I mean, you heard it. It was unprompted. He just saw Tony across the room and thought, ah, I'm going to get a shot in. And he did. And I thought, oh, that is perfect. Tim's going to love that. The, the fun thing about and we were talking before you came in, but when Bogey was doing his, right? That was hilarious. But, and of course it was Joe Ingles. Of course it was. But, like, chemistry is, is such that, and we know how it all works, but, like, the three of us are close enough and have enough respect for each other we can sit in a room and and just bust each other up but no you know hey we got each other's back uh i think there's a special uh little sneak behind the curtain into this jazz locker room there's signs all over the place but that's one of them is their ability to to go out there and just demolish somebody but then kind of keep it light and and together and hopefully that helps you negotiate tough times and i will say that i don't want to oversell that point because i think we've all heard examples of teams that didn't get along and guys who didn't get along winning championships so it's not something you have to have but i think it's something you'd prefer to have you know because even when you're really good there's rough spots right lakers have the best record in the west but they had a four game losing streak i think it's easier to negotiate that stuff and minimize it when you got the chemistry you're talking about i once had a, a, a really great coach that i respect a ton we were talking in the summertime and we we're talking about chemistry importance of it um 
and he said to me that good chemistry does not ensure that you're going to be a good team. But nine times out of ten, bad, bad chemistry does. Yeah, bad and chemistry will tear you apart. I agree. I, I totally agree. I think I've seen that firsthand. Defending is, uh, is not easy and is not a lot of fun. And so if there's anything that, that tears at your motivation, you know, we always talk about, well, if you make shots, you go back and defend with more energy, right? Of course you do. And so anything that tears that, that energy means there's more likely to be a breakdown on defense. Because, you know, it's hard to guard your guy and then rotate to help another guy and then get back to your – I mean, it just takes a lot of energy. And if you're a step slow, a good player is going to make you pay. Just like that? Exactly. Speaking of Joe – How are you possibly – can we just pull the curtain back on what? this? I did pre-half and post for five years with Pace and Thurl. But on TV, it's half an hour, and you got the interviews, and you got the commercials. So we didn't have that much time to talk. Mm. You guys on radio have more time. This was such a complete whooping. What are you guys, what are you breaking down? What are you talking about? Well, I'll tell you, from my standpoint, I just lean on my co-host. Oh, that a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Tim? Yeah. Hi, oh. Tim, uh, what do you think? Tim up. Yeah, right. right. I mean, that's, that's basically what you do after this games was a, like this. This no, was I, a fairly complete, you know, all the cliches, you're supposed to jump on them early. The Jazz did. You know, the bench should come in and play well. You should be able to rest these starters. They did, right? I mean, if you were paying attention, this thing is over at halftime. Yep. I think some people would say, well, it was over after a quarter. It was over at a timeout in the middle of the second quarter. But if you were barely paying attention, it was over at halftime. Mm. Well, the biggest takeaway, and we talked about this, DJ, while you were down getting sound and interviews, but the biggest takeaway for me is that this team, from, from the leadership all the way down, is in sync. Yeah. And that was a it was a workmanlike effort, but I, I look at the number of shots they took. I can't I, Quinn called the timeout late because they took a bad shot. Mm-hmm. But the number of like I can count it on one hand. And and then the number of assists and the multiple guys that had you know more than two, that's saying something. Credit to you. I don't know how you do it, but you stayed very focused on this game in the last 5 minutes. Credit to you. Thank you. I job. Yeah, it was just important. Dialed. Tim's always dialed in. Dialed in. Uh, DJ, real quick before we let you go, Joe, uh, Joe scheduled to be on the show tomorrow? Uh, I would expect so. Uh, a lot of times we don't know right until the end, but I can tell you, having done this for, I think it's our fifth or sixth year with him, I'm not even sure it's been so long, that uh, he has done some game days, but he prefers not to. And the fact that he, he always does the end of the week. So the fact that they play on Wednesday and Friday pretty much guarantees a Thursday appearance. And I know he likes to call in on the way to practice, and I'm fairly certain they're practicing tomorrow. So I would guess uh, you're probably you know, going to have Joe know, around Quinn noon tonight. In his post game uh, kind of alluded. Uh, to all the minutes they played, it may be more film than actual practice. I don't know how hard he'll have them go, um, but yeah, he does like to. So there's a. I would if you uh, you only have a few minutes to spare, and we're trying to guess when he would appear. I would think late in the eight o'clock hour would be my first choice, eight forty, eight forty-five, something like that. And my second choice would be right at the start of the nine o'clock hour. So and I, and I say that not knowing when I, I know when Joe's there is when Yox says, "Hey guys, we got Joe on. You know, next break. Here we go. You know, he usually gets a, a text." It's like a 10 or 15 minute warning, and that's when we really know. I, I would guess he's coming on tomorrow. So if he doesn't come on tomorrow, call me because I know if somebody does really good, like <laughs> spot on impersonations. As good as uh, Big Rick? Maybe. <laughs> I'll have to work on it overnight. Make sure the accent is, is where it needs to be. I did boy on tonight, even. Oh, really? I tripled my numbers. <laughs> See, it's there. <laughs> and then and Donovan apparently is sick. I mean, Quinn downplayed it, and Donovan downplayed it, and then Bowie just blurted it out. Well, Rudy had mentioned that half the team had the, had a cold after the New Orleans well, game, but I just assumed that was the New Orleans cold. 
Uh, but apparently, well, and you know, who's known? Maybe they had it, both. I don't it's know, known, whatever, particularly known on Bourbon Street. It <laughs> Bourbon is Street. That, that, Bourbon that Bourbon Street, Street cold is, is going around. Is a you, nagging it's tough tough. cold. Did you hear PK's voice on New Year's Eve morning? I did not. I had the pleasure. You, you know, it is going around, and I'm I've fought it off so far, but I I haven't totally won the battle yet. I'm I'm surprised that my my toddler picked up a a, a little something to yeah. cough and that sort of thing, and and of course you know she's coughing straight up my nose, you right. know. So I'm I'm little germ factory. I'm pretty proud that I have fought it off yet too. But uh, apparently Donovan, and, so, and by the way, you can't under, uh, underestimate. Now you know you're talking about this DJ, but the, all the starters were in the 20s in the minutes tonight. Donovan had yep. 25. That's, that's that was good. your point you made. Yeah, it was that was it. Uh, when they had us the stat sheet, 29 for Royce O'Neal was the most, and then 25 or 26 for uh, Moutier and Mitchell and Ingles and Bogdanovich and O'Neal. Uh, excuse me, uh, Gobert. You, you ought to give this radio thing a try. I should give it a I try. I think you'd be I? good at it. Yeah. Um, okay, so Find yourself last... a cantankerous co-host first, though. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> yes. a guy who's... So, yeah. One funny thing that happened that we were referencing here, so I'm headed back up here. And uh, I see uh, David Locke in his booth. He's getting ready to do one of his 47 podcasts, right? And so uh, we're chatting real quick, and I'm like, boy, are you happy you're not doing the Knicks games? Because those blots, when your team is getting plastered, is that, that's tough, right? Your team is just getting taken out back and just dragged around the field for a couple hours. And, uh, and, and so we went through that every time. He says, yeah, I actually said that New York let go of the rope. And I'm like, I know, David. That was a little <laughs> bit of a conversation. There was actually, let go of the rope! There was actually a discussion off air about when you were going to use that phrase. He goes, no, really? You've used it a time or two. Well, we were pretty sure it was coming. We just didn't know when. I cracked him up. Way to ruin all of our fun, DJ. Oh, come on. That was fun. Jeez. That was funny. Pull back the curtain. The Jazz fan who's listening now is hardcore. They stayed all the way to the end of a blowout because they love their Jazz. They're in the car on the way home, still listening. You need to reward them. Yeah. yeah. Hardcore. Well, you just you spiked our numbers. I, we had to bring in some star power. Okay. <laughs> all right. Let's go back down to the locker room. Tony Parks is standing by with Rudy Gobert. Tony. What did you think of, of Emmanuel's play tonight and just sort of how he's started to click with you guys? I think he gave us a great spark. You know, he came in locked in, and uh, I thought he was, you know, he was doing, he was making the right play offensively and uh, and uh, was being physical defensively, so it was a great game for him. When you watch Tony, what has impressed you most about the way he just continues to grow every day? I think it's it's like when you watch him, you you, you realize that he's having an impact now for us, but he can he can get so much better. You know, I feel like in a lot of areas, in a lot of little things that I think comes with time. You know, especially defensively, I feel like uh, it just comes with playing time. And you know, every every week I feel like he's got better and better. So I'm excited to see you know what he's going to bring for us and. That's why I keep telling him we want, we're going to need him, you know, and whether it's at the end of the season against uh, against some very good teams uh, for the play, playoff push or especially in the playoffs. You know, if we, if you want to win a championship, it's going to be key to have him uh, at, the high, at the high level. When you watch so many players progress, game in, game out, all of that, how much has coaching been a part of that? And how can you describe the trust with that coaching staff and the players? I mean, every everyone is a part of that, you know, the, the, from the coaching to the, I mean, the, the chef, I don't know, the training staff, everyone, you know, we, we are on the same boat and, uh, you know, I feel like we really take everything seriously. We know that it's a long season and the goal is always to keep getting better and to keep keep winning today, but keep getting better and get everybody ready for something bigger. 
do you feel you've improved defensively this season and if so in what ways I, I feel like I improved I know I, I mean I knew this season was going was going to be more challenging especially with uh, Derek not there anymore um, but I feel like you know as a as a leader uh, we had to adjust early in the season we st- we it took a while especially in the preseason but I felt like we we've embraced that you know and everyone uh, really stepped the level up you know we've been doing it every night and we had a stretch where we weren't very good defensively but we we all knew it and uh we cleaned it up pretty quick and now we we're back doing what we do and i still feel like we have room to grow but we're on a on the right path yeah you were pretty active on the free throw line tonight how are you feeling from that spot during the season <laughs> in spanish me siento muy bien muy bien puedo puedo hacer un pequeño mejor pero muy bien I think that Menzies get a little better or is My doing Spanish good better too, I mean. oh is it okay <laughs> I'm trying to translate for radio I, I apologize it's better defense, <laughs> but getting there for sure so is, is today Tony Bradley's birthday si señor <laughs> these amigos I'm English <laughs> feliz cumpleaños Tony Bradley how, how do you assess the season almost halfway into it where you are as a team and in, individually Rudy I mean I think uh, you know we obviously we we know that we can be better but I'm, I'm happy with the way we, we we're grinding you know the way we got better you know every every month and uh, it's fun to be a part of you know we have a great group of guys that, that go in every day to, to get better and we know that the goal is not to to be a great regular season team. The goal is to, when the playoffs start, you know, get ready to to try to go all the way. And we know we have a lot of work to do, and we we embrace that. So you think it's a championship caliber team? Like. I'm you know I'm here to win a championship. I think we all do. You know we know that there's only one team We're gonna win it, but we we know that if we put the work in, we hopefully can be in the mix. You know you're a boxing fan. You met Klitschko. Do you like meeting people who are like achieving at the highest level like that, like a former heavyweight champion like that? I mean, it's always great. You know, it's always great. I, I didn't get to talk with him much, but it's always great to to meet some people that have accomplished a lot of things. You're, you're, a, big bo- you're a boxing fan, right? Yeah. How would you, how do you think you would fare against someone like that? I'll knock him out. <laughs> Last one over here. Rudy, um, with the way that you guys have been playing these last seven games, how sustainable is that? We just got to keep getting better. You know, as long as our focus is there and our mindset is in the right place, you know, we know that every night is going to be a new challenge and whoever is in front of us is, is an opportunity for us to win and to get better. That's, that's kind of like the mindset we have. You know, we're not worried about scheduled or you know who we play all that we just come in every day try to get a win and try to get better guys that's Rudy Gobert let's go back to thank you very much Tony Uh, that's Rudy Gobert tonight 16 points to go along with 16 rebounds as Jazz beat the Knicks 128 to 104 want to remind you to go where love takes you in the all new redesigned 2020 Subaru Outback available now at Mark Miller Subaru the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz learn more at markmillersubaru.com we'll have more for you we'll wrap this one up coming up next here on the Jazz Radio Network
Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. One twenty eight to one hundred four is your final. Jazz beat the Knicks. They're moving to twenty five and twelve on the season. They are fourteen and three here in the friendly con confines of Vivint Smart Home Arena. Let's check out your three-point takeover sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than 80 years. Tonight, the Jazz 16 of 43 from three, 37.2%. They were led tonight by Boyan Bogdanovich, who was 4 of 10. George Niang was 3 of 6. Coming in off the bench, Manu Moutier, 2 of 4. Uh, Royce O'Neal, 2 of 3. Donovan Mitchell, 2 of 6. Joe Ingles, 2 of 6. Jordan Clarkson struggled a little bit, 1 of 6. But, you know, Locke talks about this a lot, Tim. You want to keep an eye on those three-point attempts, want those numbers to be high. 43, I think that's that's pretty good from an attempt standpoint. Yeah, that's, that's a great number. Um, I think that, uh, what do you say, New York took 42 mid-range shots tonight. Um, that is not ideal, but um, yeah, the spacing was great. The ball moved, and uh, they they got a whole lot out of the roll tonight, which opened up the three point shot. I think we're going to see more of that, right? I mean, if the Jazz have four players, they're going to be over forty percent shooting from three. I mean, that's got to be nothing but good news for Rudy, right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's all a byproduct too of you know you have to take something away. But in order for that team to really want to take away your three point shot, you have to shoot it great, and the Jazz are now you know shooting the, the three-point shot great so you have, something's got to give you got to take one or the other and um, naturally Rudy's you're seeing him open up a little more on the rolls all right we'll get your final thoughts on this one coming up here in a moment but uh, let's look ahead to the next game for the Utah Jazz they take on the Charlotte Hornets here on Friday night and uh, Charlotte a team they just saw a couple of weeks ago Tim and it's a team certainly in the in the middle of a rebuild and I, I expect it to be another one of those games where Charlotte probably comes in here playing pretty hard uh, but it, it certainly is another game where the Jazz should be able to um, you know hone their skills so to speak yeah they've got uh, they've got a good backcourt um, with Terry Rozier and you know, Devontae Graham's playing great basketball right now um, just uh those two guys are, are tough covers, and so that will be a huge point of emphasis. Uh, Malik Monk's, um, you know, an athletic guy who can get a shot pretty much any way. Uh, I think where the Jazz can really take advantage of this team is, is in the paint. Um, they really don't have an answer for, you know, what the Jazz do, and um, that will be that will be a huge focus. Kind of interesting that uh, the Terry Rozier. Uh, swap spots with Kemba Walker and and Kemba is playing very well for Boston but it, Charlotte actually hasn't fallen off all that much without Kemba and you plug in Terry Rozier I mean I think we forget how good he was in the playoffs a couple of years ago he's a good player yeah he's good he's he's another guy who can score at all three levels has a great feel for the game um, but he's a, he's a he he can have those nights where he just goes berserk so he is uh, he and Graham uh, uh, those are that's a good backcourt. All right, Tim, let's get a couple final thoughts uh, from you on this one, and uh, we'll put the Knicks on behind us. Well, the, the, the expectation coming into the night was a win, and you check that box. Um, but with that, just so impressed with the way the Jazz played. I think that they were, um, again, they, they were bought in. They, they understood the task at hand. Um, even with a bunch of wins, you know, we used to say when you rattle off a bunch of wins, you know, it just kind of breeds – uh, maybe a letdown, and I just don't see it right now. I, yeah. th- I think there's a a real good feel, and the guys are trying to get better. And not only are you seeing it, but you're hearing the guys talk about it. 
All right, uh, we want to say a big thanks to Lock and Boone, doing a terrific job on the play-by-play tonight. Uh, we want to say thanks to the great broadcast assistants working on the broadcast. Thanks to Tony Parks for doing sidelines and locker rooms. Thanks to Adrian Leiser, executive producer of Jazz Game Night, doing his normal terrific work. Uh, we want to say thanks to our title sponsor of the post-game show. That would be Mark Miller Subaru. Go where love takes you in the all-new 2020 Subaru Outback. Available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. And, of course, Tim, want to say a big thanks to you. It's always fun hanging out with you, my friend. Yep, thanks, Jake. Great working with you. All right, your final tonight, Jazz beat the Knicks 128-104, to and you heard it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.